Holy Father, you welcome me, Lord. Holy God, we welcome you. Excellent Jehovah. Arabosh kendemasian de nenekia. Ikandabasiandamasianama. What a privilege it is, O oh God, to be with you this evening. What a privilege it is, O oh God, ah, to hear from you, to hear your word, to hear a word that you have packaged for us. To hear a word that you have prepared especially for us. I am excited to hear the word that you have created especially for me, O oh God. Alabas kendema shiketa. Indamaya kanamasia. Who is man that you are mindful of him? Who am I that you are mindful, my God? The fact that you are mindful even makes you holier than my mind can even comprehend. It makes you better than my mind can even comprehend. Oh God, this evening I pray, Lord, that as you who speak and as you will declare, I pray that I would hear. I pray that we would hear, O oh God. Give us ears that hear. Give us ears, alama shiketa, that hear your word, O oh God. Alamandeboskai. Indamashkendemasiada. As we are in a pivotal moment, as we are in the beginning, as we are creating, God, we position ourselves. We position ourselves, O oh Lord. We are posted at our stations to hear what you will say, Jehovah. We are positioned, O oh God, to hear your word, to hear your instruction. Andere 
God, your word will fall on good ground today in the name of Jesus as you have packaged Father Lord, as you, O oh Lord, have prepared your word, as you were sending it to us, I pray, O oh God, uh, that there would be a readiness in our spirits. There would be a readiness, Allah upon your people, O oh God. That we would have understanding. Allah That as your word enters, as we learned, oh God, at the summit, your word will, become, will give us understanding. We would know what we stand on. We would know what our driving force is. We would know uh, the premise in which we act on. We would know the reason in which we go about our year. As your word comes forth, uh, you would give us alaba, understanding. Understanding. Standing, Allah badi ke debosh kadaba si deba, le deba rakati debosh kadaba si de, la deba shiketa. Let your word bring understanding. Anna rade ida la de i debosh koda badedi, le daba i ende ma sheketinda. The time has passed, O God, when we can say that was a good word, and the following week we don't even remember what we have learned. This is a time of purpose. This is a time of arrangement. This is a time to speak and declare. This is a time for your word and this is a time for understanding. Lia kanama sheketi adabasi keta layande ma sheketi adabasi. Father, I pray that in this season and in this year, ah labashi, as a people, we would position ourselves to receive an understanding of your word, to receive an understanding of the purpose in which you have spoken, the direction in which you are sending us. That we would not just be like the children of Israel that just saw your hand, that just saw what you did. But Lord, as you grant us understanding, we would know your ways, we would know your thoughts, we would know we would know your word in season. Ah, sheleba sidaba, linema shendenema sike, linema shendenema siketa. So gather, gather, O oh God, far and near. 
Gather those, O Lord. Arabade besikana mama mama. Lende bashiketa. Those whom you, O Lord, have appointed a time this evening. Those whom you have created an appointment with today, I declare that there shall be a positioning. It would not just be a turning on to listen. It would not just be, oh, this is interesting. But Father, you would do. There would be an exchange. You would do something on our insides. That is your word enters we would gain understanding we would gain understanding there will be light it would be as light and god even as you are teaching god to your servant i pray that as you are dealing with each individual's privately you would give us a word, word, a rhema word. You would give us a word from you. God, it would be sure words. There would be sure things, clear words, Lord, that we would build on, that we would walk on. That as you send us out, we would know the word in which we stand. We would know the God and the word in which he sat. We would know the God who sent us and understand and know and become one with the word in which you spoke. Linda Rabadaba Radebo do 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 Gather, gather, gather them, Lord. Araba de bisiketa. Gather them, God. Redeba shike. Ledeba yika. Ledeba sheketida bababababababa. Adebe. Even those not connected to this house, gather them. They may think they just turned on YouTube and found this, but no, it would be an appointment, oh God. It will be an appointment, Lord, that you have set for them. And unto your servant, O God, whom you have put your word upon, I pray that his words, O God, would be as arrows. I pray, O God, that the words which he speaks would be from your throne. Arandebosh kinda labasi, ledeba sheketi ada baba baba baba, redebe yinda labosh kinamara, for he is your avatar. Ika namasi, he is your vessel. Ekin malaba seketa. So God, ara, you will take over. You will take over in the name of Jesus. Linda rabakediba. 
Lendemoshkida, Rendema Reboko Didabasike, Landemash Kedemasia Namarika Tebaida, Lendemasheketi, Holy Spirit, you would pave a way, Landemasika for him, Ikan Masida, that the words in which he speaks bring life. Areboshka, let them bring direction. Adebos kinda nama sheketa. Lendema shikenda ida barakati. Ledebasi. Let them save those, O oh God, who had been going down the wrong path. Let them bring direction. Let them bring a order in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amaredebaseke. Take over him. Take over. Take over. Take over. Take over him, Lord. Sharokodiba. Sharokodiba. Rada baba 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 Rade bebe 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 shikanda maike namala lende ma shiketalaba. You would arrest his mouth, O God. Ike ma sheke, ike malaba shike. Upon his mouth, you would put the word for your people. Lande ma shike, anamaike nemasika. It would be an accurate word. It would be a word word. Raba sheke tianda mali. Landemo kodida radebo skata lendema shika and we your people oh father we your people this evening we want to hear from you we want to hear from you we want to hear from you akaka siketeketa iketeketika arabadebia la 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 we want to hear from you, Jesus. And I have not come to hear the words of man. Oh God. In this time, Alaba, we want to hear from you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we have gathered for this appointment, this holy time, this crucial, pivotal time, oh God. We could have been anywhere else, Lord, but you have gathered us. So we, your people, we are here. We are here, oh God. Arrabadeborokotida. You are here, oh God. Sheketa kati keta. Kita kata kite kete. Iketi kata kataba. Reketi kete keti kata. Reketi kete ketaba. Iandabo sha. Iketi keti yadaba rekotali. We are here, oh God. We have gathered. Arrebo do 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 do. Shandalia. 
that you oh god would give us you you would give us your direction you would give us your word we your people oh lord have not gathered in vain Ah, we have not gathered in vain. Jesus, show yourself. Show yourself. My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit exalt him. My heart is indicting of a good matter concerning the king. For great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised in the congregation of the Kedushim, in the sanctuary, among the Gentiles, and in the nations. For thou, O Lord, art a shield for us. You are our glory. It is you who causes our heads to be lifted. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him with the timbrel and the harp. Praise him in the dance on the lyre and the sackbut. Let the whole earth praise him. Let the people praise him. Let the earth yield her increase. For he it is that rides upon the clouds by his name Yah. You great one who dwelleth between the wings of the cherubim. Thank you for shining forth. We stand in awe of your greatness. We invoke the wonder of your splendor. We acknowledge that you alone are worthy of all obeisance, honor, and praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Shalabaria Koriaman Sabaraniata Shebelebelebelantia Kurababa Salia. We give you glory. Aikama Sheboratina Maruku Tele. Thank you for your presence tonight. Thank you for this current of your spirit that is brooding. We take advantage of the pregnant atmosphere of what and who you are. Speak to us, O oh God. Let your word come to us. 
Let your word come to us. We would see Jesus. Oh, we would see Jesus. We would see the word of the Lord. We would see We would interact with the presence of the Lord walking in the Ruach. In the day of the Spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Unto you who are worthy. Be your glory, honor, power, and dominion. Now and forever. Now and forever. Thank you. Great things shall be spoken of you tonight among us. And in this season, for now and forever, we belong to you. Somebody, would you clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Welcome to night four. Ooh. Welcome to night four of the first week of Apostolic Emphasis 2023. If you're in the house, if you're in the building, let's know in the chats. Let's know in the comment section. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Isn't God good? So everybody who's asked after me, who's checked it on, on me, thank you. I'm a lot better today. We're still getting there, but a lot better. Uh, we've been at the embassy building the whole day, emptying out. And uh, the reason why there will be no video tonight, so let me just put that out there. There will be no video tonight is that uh, I got, well, put this way. We got so carried away with the stuff we were doing, getting out the building, that I realized at some point that if I was to attempt to drive back home to get to my home studio, I wouldn't get there in time. Uh, we, As we speak, we literally are still, people are still working, clearing out. They're listening on YouTube, but they're still working, clearing out of the building. And so I am sat in what used to be my office in the, the now old embassy building. Um, and all that's left are a couple of boxes of my book, a chair I'm sat on, and another chair that this device is on. The floor is almost completely empty. And it reminds me of the first day that I walked in here. And I am just in awe of what God has done in, through, and for us. When I think back about all that God has accomplished in the last two years since we moved into this building, um, we, we, we were able to move in in pretty much a day. <laughs> we didn't have much when we came in with either giving away or throwing away most of our stuff from our previous buildings. We came very svelte and light. 
and God has grown us and empowered us. And many of you have connected with Kingdom Culture over the last two years. You know, you found us online with the quorum, with the Sunday gathering, Week of Apostolic Emphasis, Kingdom Congress, Consecration Journeys, the Press, the Gap, the Altar, all you know, morning drops of glory, all the things that have been possible because of our time in this place. Uh, would you just take a few minutes with a few moments, 10, 15 seconds with me, and just give God praise? I just, there is nothing but gratitude and excitement in my heart because I know that the one who brought us this far is more than able and more than willing to take us far further. But I just want to take the time to return to him all the praise he deserves. And so it would seem fitting to the Lord that tonight is officially the last ever broadcast from this building, although all the cameras are packed, the mixers are packed, the microphones are packed. So it's me and my tablet, literally. So I'm coming to you today from my tablet in the empty former office. As of midnight tonight, it will no longer be my office at the old embassy building. Uh, let us get into the word of the Lord tonight. Delores, thank you very, very, very much. Yes, we are excited for where God is taking us. We anticipate having some great news to share with you soon. Please keep us in your prayers. All righty, let's get to the word of the Lord tonight. Now, I was one, uh, actually, Chrissy, thank you so much again to Minister Chrissy, who's with me uh, tonight virtually. Everybody else is running around. There's several people here in the building and around the building, uh, moving things into a storage uh, facility just two minutes down the road from here. So people are going back and forth. If you hear noise, it's because, uh, you know, needs must. We need to be out of here fully by midnight. And literally once I'm done uh, with tonight, I'm going to go back to see what we can do. Uh, they say many hands make light work. And thank God I'm healthy enough to at least help out today. I felt bad the last few days because I couldn't be with my troops. But today we are soldiering on. So let's get to the word of the Lord tonight. Chrissy, I'm going to need you to help me with the scriptures because I can't do that on my tablet. I hope you guys can hear me loud and clear. I hope the volume is good. Let me know that that is the case and then we will go. So just let me know in the comment section, can you hear me clearly? No distortions, no, no noise, no background noise, no volume issues. Because once I go, I go. But once we set off, we're not turning back. So let me know that you guys can hear me loud and clear, and then we will get to it. Okay, awesome. So tonight we have two scriptures tonight, right? Uh, there's literally two scriptures. Yesterday we went a lot around around the Bible. We jumped into that scripture and this scripture, that scripture and this scripture. Today, I only intend to work with two. Right? Now, I use the word intend uh, because we will see <laughs> what the spirit of the Lord will do. But there's two primary scriptures upon which we will build what the Lord will have to say to us tonight, and then we will pray, and then we will go. The first is Psalm 119, verse 130. So, Chris, if you can get that ready for me. Psalm 119, verse 130. And the second is the book of John, chapter 1. So, Psalm 119, verse 130. Psalm 119, 
verse 130. And then the second is the book of John, chapter 1, from verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Chrissy. Psalm 119, 130 says that the entrance of thy words, notice it doesn't say word, it says words, it's plural, because it's talking about Rema, not Logos. In essence, it's not talking about the word of God as the entity per se. It's not talking about the word of God as the concept of God's identity and reality. It's talking about what God says, in essence, the proceeding word as opposed to the incarnate word or conceptual word of God. So it says that the entrance, entrance, entrance of his words, plural, give light, semicolon, it gives, in essence, it's explaining how the light comes. The light bulb is switched on by the uh, activation of something called understanding. Understanding. Hear me by the spirit. Understanding. In essence, light comes when understanding is given and it is the entrance of these of the words of God that produce this light via uh, the uh, activation of understanding. Yes, Lord. Now let's go to John chapter 1, verse 1. John chapter 1 from verses 1. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. Now, this is the incarnate word, the conceptual word. This is logos. So this, this isn't the proceeding word now. This is the word as an identity and as a body of reality that represents God and is equivalent to God. In essence, the word, the word words or the words in inverted comma in Psalm 119, we're talking about proceeding words, what God is saying per time. The word word here is talking talking about who God is and what that means for who he is. Amen. So, Chrissy, uh, when you put the scripture on the screen, just let it, let, let's let it take over the whole screen. Uh, and I mean the in, in stream yard. So just, um, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Solo, solo the screenshot. There you go. There you go. Awesome. And the word was with God, what was God? In essence, it's saying, it's telling us now that there is a difference between the capital W word and the small W words, in essence, the proceeding word of God, the words, the rematos, is a, an offspring of the capital W reality of what God is, how he thinks, how he functions, and what he expects, which is the word logos, capital W word. So in the beginning, at a beginning, at any beginning, there is the word. There is who God is, what he stands for, what he requires. In essence, the, this is not subjective. This is objective. This is not something that differs from person to person. This is just a standard objective reality of what who God is, how he functions, what he demands, uh, and how you must interact with him. He says, this word was with God. 
The word with there in the Greek, we've looked at this, is a preposition. It literally is talking about uh, proximity as opposed to exact position. It could literally be translated was in God, was as God, was with God, was beside God, was under God, was on top of God. It literally means that there is literally, in essence, it's talking about a proximity and an interconnectedness and an interchangeability. It then says, and it was God. In essence, this reality, this objective incarnate reality of what God is, how he functions, what he desires, what he demands, and how we must interact with him, the very reality of that thing in itself duplicates God. Does that make sense? In essence, there is no difference between correctly discerning God and God himself. I need you to understand that for a second. There's just two on that. It means if, a, if any entity correctly approaches and discerns God based on the reality of what and who he is, the Logos, right? It is as good as having interacted with the literal presence of God himself. In essence, God's presence, his power, his, his authority, his wisdom, his might, everything about God that makes him him is pregnant in the correct reality, the correct understanding. Are you following me? The correct posture and position. If, in essence, if you discern God correctly, you automatically get him. God cannot hide himself. He cannot remove himself. He cannot veil himself. He cannot, or should I say, will not veil himself, will not hide himself, will not remove himself, will not divorce himself from any scenario in which an entity correctly discerns and approaches him. I want you to understand that for a second. If you correctly discern what, who God is, what he desires, how he functions, and how he demands you relate with him in essence, if you correctly approach the Logos, you are 100% guaranteed to have an interaction with God on some level. Now, if you're a sinner, the interaction is salvation. If you are a son, the interaction is uh, are being led by the Spirit. If you are proud, the interaction is being judged. But anytime a human being stumbles or correctly aligns themselves with the reality of who God is, what he is, how he functions, what he desires, and how he must be related with, there will be a performance. And scripture is full of verses that prove this. Uh, 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 Gabriel says to Mary, blessed is she that believes, for there shall be a performance. In essence, she correctly understood and engaged God on this level. God will have to show something of himself in and through her life. Are you with me, somebody? This is, this is the reality behind the scripture that says, he that cometh to God must first believe that he is, and he rewards those who diligently. We looked at this two days ago. Diligence doesn't mean hard work. It means a, a required prescription and a prescribed requirement. Diligence talks about following a prescription as more so than the effort you put into it. It means to be exact in the approach. So this is interesting because the Bible is telling us here that at the beginning, at a beginning of a year, of a season, of a purpose, of a destiny, of a life, of a nation, of, of, of any agenda of God, there is the objective incarnate essence of who God is, what he is, what he desires, how he must be related with. And anybody, the Bible says, all who thirst, come and drink. 
all who thirst. In essence, it is a blank check. At the beginning, everybody has access to the Logos. Everybody has access to the Logos. It's objective. In the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was with God. And the Logos was God. The same was in the beginning. Again, that one with, like I've said to you, is denoting proximity and an interrelated identity. It then says, verse 3, let's scroll down, Christine, that if anything will be made, it will be made by the Logos. Chew on that for a second. If anything will come into existence, it will be by the Logos. Not by the Rema, by the Logos. So we know God is infinite. What we call the Logos is literally, from our perspective, the body of reality that God requires humanity to correctly engage with where he's concerned. And that's why when the word was made flesh, it became Jesus, the man. There is far more to God than our understanding. of The, the Logos itself is an infinite compendium. However, there is a finite body in every season, in every reality, in every life, every destiny, in every, every creative day of God, there is a finite body of reality that is required to correctly engage God for that moment. Luke says in his gospel, having had a perfect understanding of these things. Now, you cannot have perfect understanding of all that there is about God. We'll be learning about him for eternity. Angels who have been circling the throne for eons and billions of years still cry holy. They don't whisper, they cry. They see something every circuit around the throne that makes them go, whoa, holy means deep, otherly, different dimension, incomparable, wow factor. But it is possible to have a perfect understanding of a certain body of things required to function in the fullness of God's redemptive purpose in a season. It doesn't take all of God. You don't need to engage with all there is about God to receive all that God requires for a season. Let me give you an example. At the office at Kingdom Culture Movement and in the businesses that I run, when I walk into a room, when I walk into the office, I am either pastor, apostle, rev, manager, or boss. They don't need to know what I had for dinner last night. They don't need to know what dress my wife wore to work this morning. They don't need to know whether I like my toast brown or white. I haven't eaten bread for over a year or two, almost two years now. But you get the point. All they need to know to get the best of boss is the side of me that relates to the office. On the other hand, my biological family does not need to understand how my business works. They don't need to understand how the office at Kingdom Culture works. They don't need to understand workplace etiquette around me because to them, I am daddy and I am hobby. Are you with me? You take it a step further. Right now, I am not just boss or apostle or rev. 
I am preacher. Chrissy does not need to, Minister Chrissy right now does not need to understand how to work with me in the office. All she needs to know is how to work with me on, on the broadcast right now. Even though I'm her pastor, I'm the apostle of the organization, she serves as an ordained minister, uh, 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 and several other things. I'm a spiritual covering at this point in time. For, these, uh, for this hour and a half we're sharing this evening, her primary relationship with me is that she is a facilitator of an online broadcast for which I am the speaker. So there is a subtext or subcomponent, sorry, of what God is in his logos that is required per season and per time. And we see this throughout scripture that God revealed himself in diverse times, the Bible says, and in diverse ways to our servants, the prophets. He tells Moses, for instance, I revealed myself to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as the most high God, but I did not reveal myself to them as this entity that I'm about to reveal myself to you. That's Exodus chapter 3. Yet Abraham was able to interact with God on every level God required. That's why the Bible put him in the relay race, put him in the hall of faith. In essence, all Abraham needed to know about God, he knew and interacted with in his day. God updates the resume with Moses, updates it with the prophets, and all the way up to Jesus. Red, where are you going with this? I'm glad you asked. Because the Bible then goes on to say, in that logos was life. And the word life there is the word zoe. It means was a dimension of reality. And I've preached this before, that there are different lives. For instance, when you say, I hate my life, for those of you who ever said, I hate my life, I guarantee you that 90% of the people who say they hate their life, if I pulled out a gun, would run. That rhymes. They don't hate being alive, per se. They don't hate the breath they're breathing. They mean they hate all the things that come with their level of reality. They hate the fact that they don't have any transport. They have to work hours. They hate the fact that they live in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a fifth world country where there's corruption and crime. and Or they hate the fact that they're going through a, 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 a difficult circumstance in their marriage or their whatever it is. They're not necessarily talking about their physical existence. They're talking about the things that come with the reality of being who they are. My life is different from Minister Chris's life. Her life is different from Deborah's life. Her life is different from Minister Amanda's life. Her, her life is different from Minister Gerald's life. Different from Natalia's life. Different from everybody got a life. Can I get a witness, somebody? And all these lives are different. In him, in the, in the understanding of who God is, is a level of life. I repeat, in the correct discernment, and let me take that back, in the objective reality of what and who God is and how he functions and what he demands and how we must relate with him, contained in that logos, in that body of real, of concept, is a life, the God life. In essence, like I said to you, the word was in God, with God, around God, beside God. In essence, was interchanged with God and was God. 
meaning you cannot correctly approach the logos and lack is, is anybody getting this because even the preachers get excited here every time i remind myself of what i'm teaching you i get happy i want to dance i want to do a southern baptist shuffle i want to have a praise break you know i want to pop my shoulders and and swing my knees hear me it you if you correctly discern and engage the logos on any area of your life god will not god has banned himself by his sovereignty from withholding the full reality in essence you can bring god to bear in all his weight in an area by correctly discerning approaching and engaging the logos so i'll give you an example I heard Bishop David Oyediko say this 21 years ago now. 21 years ago, I heard the patriarch say this. He said that, that in 1988, 89, 1980-something, he says God opened his eyes to see prosperity in the word. And he said he screamed. And he said, I can never be poor. And I'm, I'm out of respect, I'm not going to repeat his accent. He said, I can never be poor. Because he realized, now notice, it was written in the Bible. That The Bible is the graphy. I've taught this before. That the Bible is not the Logos. The Bible is the graphy. The Logos is the reality that the Bible is hiding. And then the Rema is when God takes a piece of that reality and communicates it directly. Jesus said, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. But all the scriptures do is testify of me. In essence, they are hiding the logos. When he approached it, in essence, he saw it. And let, 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 let me, because for those of you who, I have several people repeat what Bishop Oyeleko said, and many of them are still poor till today. Because just knowing that there's a provision for prosperity in scripture is not enough. But he saw it. He saw what was demanded of him. Listen. And in seeing it, he received the communication of a grace to obey. In essence, he knew. So if I were to break, because you know, you know, one of the things I love to do is I love to, I love to be a translator between generations and the spirit. Because many of our fathers take some things for granted. They, they don't understand sometimes the fact that our generation doesn't understand some things that are common sense to them. If I were to translate for the bishop this is how i would put it he saw the provision he clearly saw the demands and he contacted a grace from heaven that gave him the assurance that he would be empowered to meet those demands that's how you engage the logos you see a side of god you have clarity on what that side requires from you in response and you know you receive a boat of life that is confirmation because you can see God all you want. And if there is no communication of grace, many of you have seen God and you do not have the grace to connect. Many of you have seen holiness in the Bible and you can't stop sinning. True. But the Bible says in that logos, when it is correctly engaged, is a is a lifestyle let's put it this way 
When you see life, think lifestyle. And I don't just mean financial. Yes, there's financial, there's health, but there's also authority, power, peace, joy, communion. For the sake of time, I, I can't say it again for the sake of time, but I'm sure you heard me. You can skip back and rewind a little bit. I, I need to run because I'm behind time. There is a lifestyle. There is a reality that is waiting to be tapped into in the Logos. And the Bible says, oh, provision, yes. So you see the provision. Okay, I'll repeat that. You see the provision. You see clearly what is required of you as a demand. And you receive a communication of grace that you know will empower you to fulfill it. So the Bible says, in him was life. And when that life comes, hear me, folks, it is the light of men. Now, remember Isaiah 60. Arise and shine, for your light is come. Bukhar is here. And the glory of the Lord. This is your light, personal. Your light, not the light, your light. Not the light, your light. Well, the Bible is making it clear here. In the Logos is a life, is a reality. And that reality is the light that comes in a man. And that life was the life of the light of men. So, what are we established? In the beginning, let's go back to verse 1, Chrissy. In the beginning, at the start of every divine agenda, is the logos what's the logos the reality the compendium of the reality and the and the, the, the concept of who god is what he is uh how he functions what he demands and how he must be interacted with that word is equivalent to god in essence god is attached to that word and wherever that logos is correctly approached and instigated or invoked correctly and aligned with, it is impossible not to get whatever God in his literal form would have established in that moment. If God came down like he came down to Abraham, if God came down like he came down at the Red Sea, if God came down like he came down at the Tower of Babel, he would have no different effect than the effect he can have when a human being correctly engages the logos, not the graphe, not the scripture itself, but the reality inside of who and what God is. And that's powerful by itself. That's shouting by itself. He then says that it is that word that creates, that barrage, that forms, that yatsas, right? And that word contains a lifestyle, a reality, a, a dimension of existence. And when that dimension of existence is impregnated and born in a man, it is the equivalent of his light coming. It's the light of men. So the question then becomes, how do we correctly engage the Logos, right? How? Because it sounds so good on paper, doesn't it? Ooh, Jesus. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, help me. Monday, look, Korea. There's somebody right now who's dealing with a stomach condition, an ulcer, a sore, 
if fi well, fibers go in the womb, not the stomach. So this is about the stomach specifically. Something to do with your stomach, maybe an irritable bowel. Well, okay, I see the stomach, that whole area. So, but I'm specifically thinking the digestive system, not the reproductive system. So it's the area of the abdomen, uh, but it, this is not the reproductive system now. This is the digestive system. So your stomach, your spleen, your colon, your bowels, your your sphincters, your sphincters, your your you know even your anal uh, uh, orifice. Uh, so your your digestive system from just beneath your chest all the way down to your backside. God is healing that area right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Metabolic syndrome, be healed in the name of Jesus. Ooh! We come against endotrimiosis. Let every, every cell, every tissue, every lining that belongs in the womb that is growing anywhere else, we shut you down in the name of Jesus. We shut you down. Be healed. Ovarian cancer, be healed. Ectopic pregnancies be healed. Ah, irregular, painful, and crippling period conditions be healed. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God's in the house tonight. Okay, let's let's get let's attempt to get back to the word of the Lord. And so the Bible then says, also like I was saying, so the question is, how do you how do you gain how do you gain access to this mystical, mythical logos? Well, Chrissy, let's go back to Psalm 119. Remember, the Bible says the word was with God, the word was God, and it contains a life, and that life is light for men. So in essence, A plus B plus C plus D equals light. And what I want you to think about. However you interact with the Logos equals light, according to John 1, 1 to 4. Now, according to Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of your words... This is now the proceeding word. So this is what God is saying. It's not, it's not the Logos anymore. It's what he chooses to declare, demand, promise, instruct, or rebuke. It also says that the act of God speaking also produces light. So if A plus bleep, if A, A plus bleep, if A plus B, <laughs> inadvertent tongue twist, if A plus A plus B plus C plus D equals light and Z equals light, then Z must equal A plus B plus C plus D. Say yes if you agree with me. If A plus B plus C plus D equals 100 and Z also equals 100, then A plus B plus C plus D must also equal 100. Do we agree? There's about a 30-second delay between the broadcast and the stream hitting you, so I'm going to wait. Let me know if you agree with that simultaneous equation. If A plus B plus C plus D equals 100 and Z equals 100, then A plus B plus C plus D must also equal Z. Let me know if you agree with that simultaneous equation. Why go any further? 
I'm waiting for someone to let me know in the chat that you understand that. Okay, good. Excellent. So if the Logos that is God and was with God and is God and contains a life, and that life, when it's correctly engaged, becomes the light of men, in essence, if correctly peeling the onion of the Logos ends up in light. And then the Bible says that the entrance of the spoken word, the proceeding word, the Rema, also equals light. Then do you see that the way God allows us access to the Logos is by a proceeding word? Let me know if you agree. That God's tool to open the Logos to a human being is by a proceeding word. In essence, whatever dimension of the Logos God wants to bring you into an encounter with, he will release it. <laughs> Esther says she had a C in math, so she doesn't understand. Esther, receive a name in Jesus' name. So, like I said, if when heaven, when God decides that a man is due to an encounter with the Logos, he will open the door by the Rema. This is what we looked at yesterday when we saw from Zechariah chapter 1 that Zechariah said to the, to, 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 to the Israelites, he says, the words of the Lord took hold of your fathers and caused them to return. This is what it means when it says, my word shall not return void. It means that when God speaks, see, see, Every time God talks, it's not for your information alone. It's, he's opening a door. What he says is designed to be a rabbit hole. It's, it's like what the Bible says, you search the scriptures for you think you, you will find eternal life in the scriptures. The scriptures literally testify of him. They are a, they are a backdoor channel to the Logos and the eternal life is in the Logos. In essence, when God talks, don't just say thank you. He's opened a floor for you to copulate with innocence. There is more to receiving a word than just understanding it and accepting it. Every word of God is pregnant with an activation energy. And if you give yourself to the rigor in 2004 slash 5, over that from, from the end of 4 to the beginning of 5, when I was wrestling with, I mean, I was I was saved, I was resaved, I was back with God, I was back in ministry to some degree, right? I was I was I was I was leading prayer meetings, I was ministering to people that were getting baptized in the Holy Ghost, I lay hands on people and they were getting torn up. Hear me, I was casting out demons. <laughs> and I was bound to sexual perversion. I was bound to masturbation. I was bound to pornography. By the time God had delivered me from fornication, but I was still addicted to masturbation and pornography. And I said, Lord, if I do it again, kill me. And I did it again. I said, I swear I will never add it again. There are days where I wake up in the morning and put and leave Christian music playing in my room the whole day, saying, um, obviously it must be impossible to masturbate or or, or 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 watch pornography 
while you know the presence of God is in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, this formerly horrible sinner you're listening to, now a saint saved by grace. Not even, not even, I mean, who, who are the guys back then? Not even Donnie McClurkin's music and Yolanda Adams' music and Ron Canole's music and, and not even that could keep me. And when I got tired, when I, when I was, when I realized that I was going to kill myself spiritually, right? When I got disgusted with myself, Moshe Delarus, I couldn't put it any better. I love that. That's perfect. Let's, I'm going to leave that on the screen for about 60 seconds because I want everybody to deep that, what you just wrote. When it got to a point where I realized I was going to destroy my life, I went to God and I said, Lord, help me. I was expecting a touch. I mean, by this point, I'd laid hands. There were days where I was doing deliverance of myself. I'd pray in my room and lay hands on myself and I would be knocked out for half an hour in my own room. And this, this broke all sorts of things, but this one would not go. The Lord responded with a word. He said, son, you're dead to sin. I'll never forget. And I said, I feel very alive right now. He said, that's your problem. That's between you and how you feel. He says, all I know is I'm telling you and I wrestled with that word for months. Ladies and gentlemen, our generation has lost the art. We're so spiritually ADHD, we're so, we're, so, we're so microwave that we don't know how to wrestle with the word. This is what Peter says in 2 Peter verse 1, when he says you, we have a martial word of prophecy. He's comparing the martial word of prophecy to the voice that spoke on the Mount of Transfiguration. Think about that. He's saying, see, you know, God spoke literally on the Mount. And he says, we also have some translations say an even more sure word of innocence. Whether or not he says it audibly on a mountain or he says it quietly in your heart, it doesn't change the reality. We have a more sure word of prophecy. Listen. Where on to Chris? Let's go to Second Peter, I believe, chapter one. If I'm not mistaken. Second Peter, chapter one. Let's go there real quick. Oh yeah, Kaba. Oh Raman Second Peter, chapter one, verse nineteen. This is what you must do at every beginning. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, when the week of apostol apostolic emphasis ends tomorrow, tomorrow is the last day of quote unquote teaching. We go straight into the consecration journey, which is a week of prayer. And this is what we are going to be doing for seven days. And, well, for some reason, it's always funny to me that every time there's no video, for some reason, every time we lack a video, the numbers on YouTube seem to drop. But, but we had consistently a very large number of you all week, except for today where there's no video. Maybe some of you watch it later. If I see any less numbers when it's time to pray, I will pray about you. Because the Bible says in Kovacrisi that we have a more sure word. Chrissy, show them verse 18, please. Show them verse 18. Show them verse 18. He's come, so let's start from 17. If I say something is more sure, it means I'm comparing it to something else. 
The comparison is this. This voice which came from heaven. Peter was on the Mount of Transfiguration. He said the word came from heaven. We heard it when we were with him in the Holy Mount. In essence, he's saying that encounter Jesus had where the Father spoke audibly. Peter says we have a more sure word of prophecy. In essence, the remor of God is more sure than the audible voice of God. Think about that. He said what we have, what you and I have, is more sure. It is more sure than God speaking audibly to his son on the mountain. But he says, but there's a problem with this more sure word. It's not self-activating. It's not self-actualizing. He says, whereunto you do well. Chrissy, can you, can you blow this up? Can you, can you, uh, can you, can you zoom in on, on your browser page, please? I, I want them to see this. Whereon you do well to take heed. You do not do well just because there is a logos. And not even just because God spoke a rema. You only do well. So well is done. You, you, there is benefit when you take heed as unto a light. You see that word light again? That shines in a dark place until the day dawn. Meaning when you start taking heed, it will be night. And so when God told me, you're dead to sin. Oh, I was alive to sin, folks. For the next three weeks, I was still masturbating at that time. 2004 slash 5. For the next three weeks, I was still addicted to pornography. But as I wrestled with that word, something began to happen. I would spend hours just muttering and meditating and thinking. I'm dead to sin, I'm dead to sin. And then one day the Holy Spirit gave me a graphic picture. He said, son, if there's a dimension called sin, you don't exist in it. Now, that didn't come on day one. It came on day 17, 18 or so. If there's a dimension called sin, if there's an alternate reality universe called sin, if I looked for you there, I wouldn't find you. And it gradually, there was an activation energy in this word that began to, ooh la la, and by the time I got to day 30, I realized I'm free. I realized I'm free. Because the Rema was an open door invitation to an encounter. In essence, what he says is a clue as to what dimension of his logos he wants you to interact with. If God says, I will bless you, he's basically saying, I have now opened a door for you to wrestle with the dimension of my logos that is the blessing. If God gives you an instruction, the instruction, because the Ark of the Covenant, the literal manifestation of the glory of God, housed three things. It housed the Ten Commandments, instructions. It housed the omer of manna, provision, and it housed the rod of Aaron, authority, priesthood, and supernatural activity. They come as a package. You don't separate them. 
So when he gives you the first, which is the instruction, it means the other two are designed in the package. If God does not speak, nothing you know about him will work. You can know in your head and by his stripes you are healed. Until that word becomes a rema. In essence, when God activates that word in your soul. I'm not saying, now. you see, you can set the state for God to activate it. You can start fasting and praying with a scripture. And if God desires to activate it, he will. But the fact that you quote it doesn't mean he's activated it. But when he activates it, it then means that there is healing power available. You must give heed to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns. In essence, when you start, it will be night. When you start, it will be dark. Your job is to massage that inward light till it becomes external light. And the day star, who is the day star? He is the day star. Christ is the day star. Arises in your hearts. Arise and shine. Why? For your light has come and his glory, the day star, has arisen upon you. Mm. 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 Somebody say, mm. That's it. That's it. Life. There is a dimension pregnant in the logos of who God is. And he chooses to make that dimension accessible by his speakings. That's why the Bible says, ah, Chrissy, let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Isaiah 66, verse 5. Isaiah 66. Let's start from verse. Let's go, go up a little bit, please. Go up a little bit. Let's start from verse one. Let's start from verse one. Isaiah 66. Okay. So heaven is my home, the earth is my footstool. Where's the house you build on me? Keep going. These are the things my hand has made. These things. Keep going. Verse four. So he then says, even though heaven is my throne, my footstool, there's a group of people who are just wasting their time. I'll choose their delusions. I'll bring their fears upon them. When I called, they did not answer. In essence, I spoke. I invited them into partnership by a proceeding word. And they disdained my word. They didn't treat it with value. When I spoke, they did not hear. But they did evil in my eyes, and they chose that in which I delighted. And now, verse 5, listen. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. You that tremble. Listen, those of you to whom the speakings of God, ah, oh, Father, help me. 
Even the preacher is asking for grace. Help me to tremble continually. In essence, the person to whom God's word is so valuable. David says, I esteemed them more than my necessary food. Sweeter are they to me than honey from the comb. He says, even though your brethren hated you and cast you out, let the Lord be glorified. He shall appear to your joy and they shall be ashamed. The man who trembles at the proceeding word, the man who takes the time to massage it. And so, 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 Pastor, you've been saying this for 48 hours, for two, three days now. How does this work? I'm glad you asked. First of all, you take the time to seek a word. You say, I will not go without a word. If God hasn't spoken, you stay there. You fast, you pray, you cry, you wail. You beg people to pray for you. You don't, you don't ask them what God is saying. You ask them to please pray for you so that God can talk to you. You do whatever it takes to gain access to God's voice. You live the kind of life that is consistent. There are people who there are people to whom the only thing God will ever say is repent. Or I've judged you. There's a certain life you live where the only two things God will say to you is I'm giving you a chance to repent or I'm fed up with you, judgment is coming. But ignore any kind of, of direction, guidance, proceeding word, regulating word. God is, not in, God is angry with the sinner every day, including the sinner who once gave his life to Christ. He's a pure eye than to build iniquity. So it means I pay the price in my life and my approach. You know, I was talking to a, I was talking to a, to, to a mentee of mine today, to a spiritual nephew of mine. You know, and we were talking about something. Uh, it's not your business what we're talking about. But what the general gist was, I explained to him and I said, see, listen. He, he asked me a question. He said, how did you, I, I was, we're talking about prayer. And I told him and I said, you know what? Um, I said, I believe that a, a normal believer on a bad day, in essence, if you're, if, if you're stressed out, you're busy, at, at your lowest Arab, you should be pushing a minimum of three hours of prayer a day. And I've said that to you before. And I know I sound crazy, but I'm just telling you. The Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint. If you're a Christian, if you've been born again for more than two years, and you can't consistently give God between uh, at least three hours of prayer a day, there's something wrong with you. It means you're sick. Telling you, it, means, it means you're not at peak capacity. I was sick this last few days physically. So being sick is not an insult. It just means there's something not fully functioning. It means you are not at your maximum health. And he said, he said, sir, but how do you do it with everything you have going on? <clears throat> My response was, son, it is because I have so much going on that I must pray. Does that make sense? I have too much going on in my life not to have a proceeding word. <laughs> I have too much on my plate without a proceeding word. But having wrestled to receive, having lived the kind of life and, and ordered your life in the manner that is given to the proceeding word being a regular occurrence, what do you then do with that word? Paul told Timothy, by the prophecy, the prophetic word. Remember, Peter says we have a more sure word of prophecy. 
Paul then explains and he says, oh, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there, let's go there. Korea, da, da. Chrissy, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 for me, please. 1 Timothy 1, verse 18. This is what you do with the word. When you, when you receive it. This charge I commit unto you, son Timothy. According to the prophecies which went before concerning you. Remember, every world, every ion, every age is framed by the word of God. So when you step into a new season, God sends a word to frame it. So the word has gone ahead of you. So when you come across a crisis, you just, you, you like, man, see, a word went ahead of me. Kavava. I come up. Are you hearing me, somebody? When you step into a moment where everybody else is losing their head, the man who understands this principle is excited. He now says, now I know why God said what he said. Now I know why he said, fear not. Now I know why he said, I will be your shield. It means there will be arrows, but I will be your shield. Now he knows why. See, there are words I call credit words. Things God says specifically because he knows something is coming. When the thing comes, don't lose your head. If you paid the price for those, see, if you paid the price to receive a preceding word, don't, don't live like someone who didn't get one. Does that make sense? If you pay for a car, don't walk. Mm. Are you listening to me, somebody? Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you're paying in your behavior for a relationship, don't be treated in public like you're single. Especially to my ladies. If you're paying the price, if you paid the price for something, make sure you enjoy to the full. According to the prophecies that went before on you, before they went ahead, that thou by them, the King James 21st century version says, the prophecies that went before concerning you, that thou by them might wage a good warfare. So the preceding word is a weapon to be wielded and not a painting to be admired. It's a weapon to be wielded and not a painting or an artifact to be admired. It belongs on the war front, not in the museum. Let's go back to Second Peter, Chrissy. I'm about to close for the first time. Araunerikaila asavuva vatwa avatwa vatwa vatatia elevotaila vovotwa Maiko brondesh kebretenentos kavadianta lavadia lebre costabante lebre dujna badiante grado. Manto broque si brekete. Inamun zabre kuria taila hadi. Zebre non de biakuru do bouja bababiaka. Manto ribre kuria babuja va. Arahune kaila guzna a atwa kaebolia. Hm. 
Take heed to it as unto a light that shines in a dark place. I, I, I feel to end here tonight. I, I feel like going any further will we'll, we'll, we'll cramp the Holy Spirit style. Can you lift up your voice tonight and cry out and say, Lord, I repent for every time I trivialized your proceeding word. Many of us have words we've forgotten including me, I must be honest. Words that we forgot. We, we know God said something. We can't remember what he said. We had a dream. We, can't, we didn't write it down. We can't remember what it, what it was. So we were in a season where we, we, we know God is up to something, but we threw away his informing us what he was up to. And therefore, we lack the doorway to engage with the reality. Say, Lord, have mercy, speak again. Say, Lord, have mercy, speak again. Speak again, Lord. Speak again. Speak again. Elevo Bavia Kaba. Eya Tumande Yatoria Babwa. Kabwata. Karyanem jivadaneli ataila hobandia. E kavonie mayane kobari. O ravabio tovava. Avoa, 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 avoa. Aile rumiem teliatoa. Have mercy, Lord. Speak again, Lord. Speak again, Lord. Tell him, say, Lord, speak again. Lord, we have eight more days set aside to wrestle for, with, and in your preceding word. Speak again, Lord. So I repent for emptying my gun of its bullets. I repent for throwing out the bullets in my gun. Say, God, load my ammo again. Lord, load my ammo again. That I may engage the life, the reality, the dimension required for this season. There's a life called marriage. It's on the other side of a preceding word. There's a life called business success on the other side of a preceding word. But most importantly, there's a life called destiny, a life called the anointing, a life called communion with God, consecration with God. When we start the, when we start the consecration journey, we will see from Genesis 18 that the Bible says when God finished debating with Abraham about Sodom and Gomorrah, it says when the Lord left communion with Abraham. God's definition of communion. See, God's definition of communion was discussing with a man what would happen in the world around him. 
And he told Moses, at the mercy seat, I will meet with you and commune with you. Many of us are like, oh, ah, I feel the glory. That's baby communion. There's levels to this. But it's on the other side. It's on the other side of a rema that plugs you into the logos. Cry out to the Lord, somebody. Cry out to the Lord, somebody. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. I need you. I need you. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening and will obey. He will wrestle. He will fight with and for that word. He will give heed unto it as to a light that shines in a dark place till the day dawn and the day star arise in his heart. I give you glory. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We're back tomorrow for the final night of the week of apostolic emphasis. And then the day after we go straight into seven days of the concept of the journey of consecration. Seven, so every night, so literally from Sunday, it'll almost be all that will change is what we are doing. The time will not change. 7 p.m. every day. We're going to move now from the ministry of the word primarily to the ministry of prayer and wrestling primarily. And on the final day, we'll announce the venue by tomorrow by God's grace. Next week, Saturday, the first forge of the year 2023, 12 hours of prayer. Now we know what we're going to be praying about. We're going to come and war with God for 12. Some of you will have visions, trances in the room, literally. Some of you that day in the prayer room, in the physical room, even online, will go into supernatural encounters where your proceeding word is, is interactively delivered, where you find the Logos in an interactive experience. You will have a transcendent encounter with the Lord. Remember, it's our year of government, governance and governing. It's also the year of recompense and restoration. We're already on the countdown to the Kingdom Culture Summit in November. We're building on explosion of glory. Registration should be out by the, by the end of next month at the latest, maybe even earlier. We'll see. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Tonight is 11 p.m., so we're back at the press on a Friday. 11 p.m. on a Friday, we're back at the press. And we know what we'll be praying about, don't we? We'll be pressing in for light in the Rema and the Logos. The details on how to give are in the video description and on your screen. You are encouraged to be a channel through which the Lord can respond in and through you to the platform by which he has transformed you. If you are a kingdom builder and you have not sent the email, 
to kingdom builders of kculture.pc help me out please do so now we will stop well we won't stop announcing it but we will stop laying too much emphasis on it by the end of this month because we'll be focused on rolling out what is planned and so we want everybody in at the ground level uh for for your information the the platform to do this is already being developed a, a discord server has already been set up many of you will be receiving an email with inter, uh, invitation to join it over the next week or so i can't wait to see god take your life to the next level as you partner with him uh also if you're giving to anything in particularly anything in particular please reference clearly uh including for if anybody is giving to uh, the appeal I made yesterday for uh, Reverend Gideon's uh, uh, Ministries Building Fund, do so. If you're giving to our move from embassy building to embassy building, let us know clearly the orphanage, the, uh, the missionary and ministerial support fund, whatever it is, please be clear with your reference so that we can apply it correctly. If it's a tithe or an offering, do so. Uh, in the month, oh, sorry, to end the month of January, so, so, to, sorry, I, I take that back, to end the consecration journey next week so on at the at the forge next week on saturday and also on sunday uh, so both days next week to end the consecration journey we will be giving the opportunity uh the first opportunity of the year for those who want to give a first fruit offering uh, i'll explain this over the course of next week it's free will it is not uh, it is not compulsory it is for those who understand it and have the revelation of what it is and the fact that it is for them. And so I'm giving us a week's notice in advance so there's no frustration, nobody feels railroaded. But next week, Saturday and Sunday, we will be given the opportunity for people to make a, a first group offering either on the spot or to pledge it over the course of the next month. And so more information on that next week, Saturday and Sunday. Go tonight in the presence of the Lord and contend for your proceeding word. May you seek him, may you find him, and may he love you all the days of your life. Bless you. Good night. See you tomorrow at 7 p.m.